Today's episode is very special to me because today's episode we're going to discuss on the impact that women have had on society and I'm here to further appreciate what women not only has done for me and my life but as a society in general. Now the reason I'm doing this episode is because this month, the month of March, is Women's History Month, where we celebrate women of all sorts for the entire month of March, similar to Black History, which was in February. Before we get into the appreciation of women as a whole, I I want to give some facts because some people, including myself, didn't know or don't know the background of how women's national history started for the month of March. So I'm gonna read all of you a, a quick paragraph this paragraph comes from womenshistorymonth.gov and the paragraph I'm about to read will illustrate the foundation of where Women's History Month came from originally. So let me start the reading. Women's History Month had its origins as a national celebration in 1981 when Congress passed Pub L 97-28 which authorized and requested the president to proclaim the week beginning March 7th 1982 as Women's History Week. So before I continue to read again here's the correlation to Black History Month, because remember, in the 1920s, Carter G. Woodson helped start Negro History Week, and then eventually in the 1970s became Black History Month. Let's continue to read. Throughout the next five years, remember, it's 1982 at this point, Congress continued to pass joint resolutions designating a week in March as Women's History Week. In 1987, after being petitioned by the National Women's History Project, Congress passed Pub L 100-9, which designated the month of March 1987 as Women's History Month. Between 1988 and 1994, Congress passed additional series of annual proclamations designating the month of March as Women's History Month. These proclamations celebrate the contributions women have made to the United States and recognize the the specific achievements women have made over the course of American history and a variety of fields. And since 1995, presidents have issued such annual proclamations. 
That's powerful. That's powerful. And as I said, I didn't even know that. <sighs> Women, I'm just going to speak personally for a moment. So please allow me to indulge. As a guy who grew up with women, again, I'm the youngest out of four children. I was essentially raised by a single mom. Now, my dad, he wasn't a deadbeat. I won't go that far. But he wasn't really in my life growing up. So, primarily, it was my mom who raised me. And being the youngest out of four, I got taught a lot about women. I know women, and again, I'm not being arrogant. I'm not trying to be cocky or anyway. But I'm so grateful that I grew up only with women. Now, I remember when I was younger, I always wanted a brother of sorts just to hang out with, play basketball with, and do the things that boys did. When they were younger. Now, I was fortunate enough that I had my cousin, Virgil, call him Virgil for short. He has stayed at my mom's place for a good while. And he was that big brother that I didn't deserve. And I thank God every day that he stayed with us. Because quite frankly, if he didn't, I don't know where I'd be right now. I, it's possible that I wouldn't even be saved by the grace of God if it wasn't for Verge. And I don't take that for granted. But other than that, I, I'm so grateful that I grew up with women because they taught me things on how to treat women, how to respect women, how to never lie to a woman, take care of women. Don't cheat on a woman. Don't yell at a woman. They taught me signs of when a woman is upset. And then they taught me how to comfort women. They taught me if a woman is happy, how to maintain that happiness. Not necessarily that it's your responsibility to make her happy. But how can you maintain that happiness? How can you continue that momentum? Continue that morale? It's, it's something that I don't take for granted. It's something that I truly appreciate. Especially growing up in a, a Christian household. Being taught what a a man is supposed to be, how a man is supposed to treat women of all sorts, from your mother, your sister, your colleague at work, classmates, whomever it might be. I was taught that. And I will admit publicly right now, that's a big reason I'm still a virgin. Now, I want to make this clear. It was by choice. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I had opportunities to lose my virginity. I remember with one girl, obviously I won't say her name, 
one lady, excuse me, one lady, won't say her name, but I remember this lady and I, we were discussing the, the day that we were going to do it to the point where I had her make sure that her, her period was in check, all those things about women that still amazes me to this day. How to make sure all that was in check. And we were close. <laughs> I mean, we were, we were days away of doing it. But two things happened. First thing, I was, I was fearful that I would get her pregnant. And this was sometime in high school. I'm not going to say what year exactly. It was sometime in high school this event happened, this timeline happened. And I'll admit, I was fearful, again, because I didn't want to get her pregnant. And I was that type of person, oh, if I get a woman pregnant, my life is over, my, my, my youth is gone, woe is me, woe is me. So that was number one. And I'll admit, I probably made up something to the lady that has something to do or whatnot, but if you're listening out right now, I was fearful that I would get you pregnant. Okay. But number two, it just didn't, I didn't feel right inside. My, my Holy Spirit, my conscience, it wouldn't let me go through with it. Because I was taught at a very young age by my mom is that the way you treat me and you treat your sisters when I wasn't acting up, <laughs> you treat everyone else in the world like that. Treat people the way you want to be treated. So if you don't lie to me, don't lie to the women out there. And to this day, to this day, when I've been in relations with a woman or that one relationship I only ever had officially, I never blatantly lied to that woman. Never. Never. Now... Were there moments where I made poor decisions, such as being insecure at times or yelling at a woman, whether it's via text or on the phone? Yes, I've, I've done that. But in terms of being truthful, I always remain truthful to those women. I remember one time <laughs> to that... To that same lady regarding almost having sex with her, I remember we were on the phone one time and we had a heated argument about something. And I remember I said, I, I was about to say I love you, but I didn't get it out because I didn't mean it. And then she proceeded to hang up the phone on me. So, I was taught that at such a young age. I laid a foundation for me at such a young age. 
that I carry with that with me to this day. Because this is not a sex class or a virginity class or a episode about not losing your virginity or losing your virginity. But men and women, but particularly the men, because it's the men mostly out there who are deceiving the women, who are lying to the women, and they're lying to them emotionally. And that's that's a crime in my opinion. Because women, and it's not a bad thing. It really isn't. That women are emotional creatures. It's not a bad thing at all. It's a huge reason why they can pick up on a guy's BS so so quickly. But unfortunately, a lot of guys be deceiving them emotionally where they turn off the BS radar. They shut it off. And they say, Nah, he'll change. He'll do better. When in reality, eh, the guy ain't gonna do better. <laughs> I, I tell you, I'm a huge fan of Steve Wilkos. There were so many times where a woman would state that their boyfriend or husband did this, that, and the other, and they still stayed. And. It confuses me to this day why a woman would stay with a guy that treats her like crap. Now, that's a whole other episode <laughs> that is going to take for me to explain that. But, it, as I said, I was taught growing up to not do that. You treat them with respect. You don't both, mm, excuse me, I was about to curse. You don't BS them in any way, shape, or form. Because women, my God, they are superheroes, man. They are superheroes. Look, this is a, there's a statistic. This came from the Census Bureau in 2020. That 80%, 80% of single-parent families are headed by single mothers and nearly one third live in poverty. Are you kidding me? You're joking? My God. 80% are headed by single mothers. That's insane, man. 80%. Fathers. I'm not even gonna call y'all fathers. Dads, where are all of you? Where you at? Are you being deadbeats? Are you living in the household and just ain't doing nothing? As I said, growing up in a single parent household, I see that. Now, my mom, she didn't show I'm not going to accuse that she was struggling or anything. But if she did struggle, my God, she, she she didn't show it, man. She did not show it. And regardless of what she has done, I respect my mother. Because 
even though she has made decisions that potentially have put her in certain situations, she still pushed through. And she did the best that she could with what she had. Again, speaking personally, my father, he wasn't a deadbeat. But he just wasn't in my life as consistent as I would have wanted. You know, I wanted my parents to be married, but I figured when I got older, that was the best thing that could have happened to me. <laughs> I, my, <laughs> I'll give y'all an example. I started playing basketball at the age of seven. Playing in the league in Stanford called CTE. And I stopped playing organized basketball when I was a, I believe a, I was a junior in high school. But the last team I played for was Connecticut Elite. For that time span, so from seven years old up until 17 years old, so 10 years, my dad only came to one basketball game in my entire life one basketball game and the, and the one basketball game that he went to was in New Haven where he lived now I'm glad he went to that game because it was a championship game and our team won the championship that was in 7th grade with my favorite coach Doug Scott shout out to Coach Scott. But that was the type of father, that was the type of dad he was. He was more of a financial support when my mom needed it. He wasn't much of a, the, the typical father figure that a lot of children desire son or daughter now I didn't have a a sit down conversation about sex in a positive way <laughs> I, I didn't have that man to man conversation with my dad about boyfriend and girlfriend I learned all that from women I learned all that from my mom and you may have heard the saying that mothers give. Oh, I'm the mother and the father. Hold on. Cut, stop the brakes. Pump the brakes. Bleed the brakes. <laughs> That's not true. You're only a mother and there's a dad. Okay? Because there are certain things that mothers aren't able to give to their sons or daughters. And that goes the same for dads. There are certain things that a dad isn't able to give to their son or daughter because we're two different sexes. That's just the reality. It ain't no slight on the, the father and it ain't no slight on the mother, but that's just reality. And that's why men, it's our duty to be there for our women. 
treat women right. Don't verbally abuse them. Let alone physically abuse them. Be honest. Be open. And women, you do the same. Be honest. Be open. With your boyfriend. Your husband. Just men in general. Because we all have feelings. We all have different emotions. Well, let me get back to our women. I remember Tupac, he had a song, the Azza song. It was called Keep Your Head Up. It came out in 93. I wasn't even born, man. But I want to read a couple, more than a couple of lines from that song. Here it goes. And since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman, and our game from a woman, I wonder why we take from our women, why we rape our women. Do we hate our women? I think it's time to kill for our women. Time to heal for our women. Be real to our women. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies. <laughs> Let me say that again. And if we don't, we'll have a race of babies that will hate the ladies that make the babies. And since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. So will the real man get up? I know you're fed up, ladies, but keep your head up. And see, that's why I, I believe Tupac, before Rakim, it's the second greatest rapper of all time. Because Tupac just spoke facts there. He was more of a political rapper, especially throughout his career. But man, I always wondered that too. Because I remember I did a study in college my senior year. I took a journalism class. And the question, we had an assignment where we created one question and then we did a study on those questions, on that question, come up with facts and statistics that would back up your hypothesis. And the question I, I asked is, why do men cheat on women? Why, why do men more, oh, excuse me, why does men cheat on women more than women cheat on men? And again, that's a whole other episode. But I, I'm probably going to catch heat for this. <laughs> but I, I asked that question because have someone in my family that has been cheated on multiple times and they're still together and 
I have no freaking idea why. I, I mean, logically, why? I, I was told why, but if I told y'all the reason, <laughs> what the things that the guy has done, all of you would be saying that woman's probably on crack or something. Because, again, growing up before women, understanding how women think, knowing why they do the things that they do, the standards that they are supposed to hold themselves. A lesson to all the women out there right now. Another lesson. Please. Please hold yourselves to a high standard. Don't ever go below for, that's the wrong way to say it. Don't ever bring yourself down to a guy's level. You have that guy come up to your level. Because remember, ladies, all of you are the prize. I remember Steve Harvey said said be saying it multiple times on the show when he talks about women all of you are the prize and that's the truth yo like as guys we are hunters we are meant to hunt for women not the literal hunt and you're going to hunt for deer but seek women you know it goes back to genesis when Adam was created and Adam was naming each and every animal that came in pairs, Adam looked to God and said, yo, all these animals I'm naming, the penguins, the elephants, the giraffes, the cows, all of them have partners but me. Where's mine? And that's when God created Eve. But what was Adam doing? He was seeking for a partner. He was seeking for that companionship. He was seeking a unit. Union. And that's the same principle for guys to this day. So women realize that. And don't ever... Bring yourself down for a guy. If a guy really wants you, he'll do everything in his power to get you. If he knows he has a legitimate shot to be with you, he's going to do what he can to be with you. That is facts. Straight up facts. And again, ain't nothing wrong for a woman seeking a guy. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But the foundation of union starts when a guy seeks a woman. And I'm going to tell all of you ladies and guys, you can definitely do this as well. Many years ago, I had a conversation with a pastor. His name is Pastor Robert. We talked. He, he was the, the pastor for my nephew's old school. And he told me, go to a quiet place, 
and write down everything that you want in a woman. Write it down. Take your time and write it down. Seal it in the envelope and don't touch it. What am I doing? Well, what was he asking me to do? Write down the do's and the don'ts that you want in a woman. And ladies, I'm telling you right now, I advise that all of you do the same. Create a list of do's and don'ts. And guys too, create a list of do's and don'ts. And then once you create that list, it's now your duty to stay committed to that list. And when you meet a guy or a girl who falls under, under that category of don'ts, red flag, time to bounce, don't be that person that has 99% of everything. But that 1%, uh, it's okay, it's just 1%. You know, he got a 99% of everything. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay? Because if I serve the God that I know I serve, there is a person out there that will be just for you. Because if God could do it for Adam, he will do it for you too. That is the truth. So women, again, don't ever bring yourself down for a guy. Because you are the prize. You're the meal ticket. My God. Some of you women truly don't understand the power that you have over guys. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And I believe in more women truly use their power, more men will be held accountable. More men won't cheat. More men won't lie. More men will stay loyal. That's facts. Um, I'm going to make one last point. Again, I'm probably going to get heat for this, but at this point, I don't give a damn because... My mission in life is to help people, men and women, and children, everybody. I remember one of my siblings, they had told me, Ryan, whenever you have a wife, before you consider starting a family, make sure that you are financially well off to where you can give your wife options. 
I was told that many years ago. And then I didn't truly understand that guidance. Even though I was given the soliloquy version of that advice, I truly didn't understand that advice. But I remember years ago, a particular someone had lost their job. And I remember a certain someone else came up to me. Now, at this time, probably in college, making 11 to 12 bucks an hour, going and paying for school, car insurance, phone, the whole nine yards. And this particular person came to me and asked me to give money to said person who lost their job. And it confused me at that moment on why are you asking me to give someone money when their spouse is supposed to be the provider. And then that's when it hit me. And I, I did give money. <laughs> and it hit me. That was what that family member meant. Give your wife options. The person who told me that was saying, when you have a children, you want to give the option to either A, work from home while raising the kids, B, work away from home and have a babysitter watch them or another family member, or C, just raise the kids. <laughs> because for those who don't know, there was a study done by Welch who studied 2,000 women excuse me, with kids between the ages of 5 and 12. And after the study was concluded, it showed that raising children is equivalent to working 98 hours per week. That's the equivalent of working two and a half full-time jobs. Holy crap, man. Two and a half full-time jobs? Are you kidding me? I got it then. When that situation happened, I got it. So to all the men out there who was complaining, who, who has kids and are complaining about the wife not doing this, not doing that, realize that she's working 
the equivalent of two and a half full-time jobs, which is insane. <laughs> I'm only working one full-time job, and there's days I'm drained, man. I'm not even working on average 40 hours per week. All of you women are amazing. All of you. The things that you, I've even said it. I thank God I'm not a woman. I'm so happy I'm a guy. Because <laughs> the things that women go through, a lot is very undeserving, particularly by men. And it's the 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 pressure that women must go through to look good. And unfortunately, society has degraded women to a degree with these filters and Botoxes and liposuctions, tummy tucks, instead of just embracing who women are. Now, it doesn't, that does not mean you go and get fat and you say, oh, I'm, I'm fat and I'm proud. No, no, that's just not what I mean. What I mean is just embracing who you are. The naturality that you as a woman represent. I work at CVS now, and two, two days ago, I was starting a planogram, and for those who work in retail, all of you know what a planogram is. I was working on a planogram for the hair color section which is the section where women could pick a hair dye color. I remember a woman was in that section and she was looking for a certain hair dye. And she made the comment, man, getting old sucks. And I didn't say anything. I left it alone because it's not none of my business. But when I heard that comment, I, I was so sad. I was really sad because she's because she was ignorant. Because she is ignorant. Because of society pressuring women, deeming women old once they hit gray. Where they get gray hair. And it's not it's not true at all, man. Some of you may have heard the saying, when you get gray hair, that's a sign of wisdom. I don't necessarily believe that because just because you have gray hair doesn't mean you automatically become wise. But I look at gray hair as a sign of evolution. As a sign of growth. As a sign of evolving. Ain't nothing wrong with gray hair. Ain't nothing wrong at all. And you women out there, don't pay attention to these Instagrams and the Twitters, the, the, all social medias. Because the Kardashians, those type of figures, every photo is some sort of filter. 
some sort of focus. We're just trifling, in my example. Nose jobs, Botoxes. I'm not saying that you can't get a facial done or clean up your skin in some sort of way, panic, panicure and manicure. But when you start dyeing your hair, just so you feel younger, with all due respect, I sense a lot of insecurity. And someone who is not happy with a transition. Women, all of you are a prize, no matter what. All of you women are, are amazing, especially the women who have met, who has been in my life, whether it's in my family, whether it's my mother in the gospel, Sister Sean, whether it's Pastor LaShawn, well, there's the women I have relations with and the one woman I had a relationship with. All of you are amazing. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. God bless all women. Happy Women's History Month. That's all I got for today. I thank all of you for listening. Don't forget to... Like, subscribe, comment, subscribe.